Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm. Damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk. Skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? And welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a film has gone bad over time in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me, somebody who just keeps on digging. It's my friend, David William Rogers. Hello to you, Woo! sir. They clean the bowl so you don't have to. <laughs> no, I didn't use that. What's happening, Paris? What is happening? This is almost exactly the setup for Joe Dirt. It's you and me, true professional radio broadcasters, and then some guy that we found uh cleaning the toilets just joining us tonight um so i'm pretty excited david yeah. what is the film we are doing this evening yeah the film we are doing is joe dirt 2001 this great has year. what's that great, great year. year great year is directed by denny gordon writers david spade and fred wolf if you're familiar with fred wolf at all he wrote dirty work black sheep he wrote on snl for like 96 sketches or something like that he's got like 22 writer credits grown-ups grown-ups too so good comedy background in minds that this movie came from it's got david spade Brittany daniel dennis miller um adam beach christopher walken who i don't know if the guests are ready for this but we may have a little special something cameo hmm. by somebody exactly jamie presley and kid rock i so. thought that was kid rock you know i was watching yeah. this movie and i was like that's not kid rock and then i was like <laughs> oh shit it actually is there is and then sure i don't know is. uh eric Peer, Eric Per Sullivan. He was in Malcolm in the Middle. He was yeah, little, I recognized him. Joe sure. Dirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Fred Ward. So a lot of a lot of good actors. Caroline this. Aaron, who I mm -hmm. recognize from a million things. Yeah, Joe's mom got yeah. a good cast. Okay, well, I had never seen this movie before today. Not gonna oh, lie wow. to you. I know. How did it escape my sphere? Um, and we we are gonna talk about it. But before we do, whose turn is it to do the synopsis? That would be your turn. So Me. I'm glad you just watched this. That's so great. Yeah. It's fresh in my mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is the story of a guy who is considered by the people around him to be white trash. And he's a janitor at a radio station and he comes in and something happens. Somebody likes his look. It's kind of unclear in the beginning. I want to talk about that, but uh, he gets pulled into the radio station and he starts telling the radio host his life story, which is this totally tragic series of events starting with him getting abandoned at the grand canyon by his parents or losing his parents i'm sorry and then various random things he becomes really friends good friends with a hot girl this dog that she has gets shot by the drunk dad because he's like got trapped in a train track uh you know he goes on to look for his parents he uh, goes and works on an oil rig and then beats up a guy and then buys his dream car but then gets scooped up in a tooth air balloon it's a lot of a lot of very bad things happen to this guy but he stays positive he just wants to find his parents he tells his life story to the radio station man and good things ensue he does track down his parents and spoiler alert he reconnects with his best friend who happens to be the love of his life and yeah it's a 2001 movie and first thing i'll say is it definitely felt like a 2001 movie <laughs> so i'm excited to talk about it 
But before we do that, we have a guest today. Is that true, David? That is true. Who is the guest? His name is Jesse Nobis, and he is from Winnipeg, Canada, which is a fake place that he just made up. And he's an actor and impressionist. He's currently in pre-production on a supernatural thriller TV show, which is exciting. Starts filming next week. He just hit over 60,000 followers on TikTok, um, which is at the Jesse Meister. We'll make sure that everybody has the link so he can get 60,001 followers after this <laughs> podcast. He's also a videographer and currently enrolled in a film course with NSI, which is the National Screen Institute. His dreams are to be like Joe Dirt and get a job at a radio station cleaning toilets <laughs> and also to audition for SNL one day. So he'd like to be a nice presence in the industry and inspire others, which is very altruistic um, and also sounds like something that a publicist wrote. So, Jesse, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> what up, what up? What's how, up, man? How does it feel being, you know, someone with 60,000 followers? Like, do you just wake up in the morning and just like everything just smells different, like better? <laughs> how does it feel? Um, I, honestly, it, it like happens so fast that I'm like, uh, I still feel like I'm kind of Joe Dirt cleaning, cleaning the toilets, but just kind of like getting a little laugh here and there. Um, mm. And, you know, it's pretty cool, like seeing the reactions and like the amount of comments I get a day and the amount of likes I get a day. It's, it's like, I, I always find myself checking just, just for that, just, just for the sake of that. But like, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like once, once it gets a hundred thousand, it's going to be like, whoa, okay. Sh- shit's real. Like I'm on this now for the, for the long haul. Like let's keep her going and, and see what, and see what can happen. So it's been pretty cool, man. People like my stuff, I guess. <laughs> that's great. Okay. So a hundred thousand, right like that's kind of the next like yeah. benchmark. That would be crazy. Do you, when you hit like 60,000 followers on TikTok, do they like send a mariachi band to your house? Or like, what do they do? <laughs> um, well you, you, you can get like, uh, onto the creator fund or like, um, uh, the creator marketplace where you can kind of just like start maybe looking for brand deals. Uh, mm. People can um, do some outreaching and like try to find you to maybe do a campaign video for them and stuff like that. But I haven't really gotten anything like that yet. I've gotten a couple people that are emailing me, but um, I'm just really just all for the content right now. I just yeah. want to just kind of push out content, do my walk-in videos and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all my other impressions. I do a lot of other like other impressions as well. So yeah. Do you want to speak to that? How did you figure out yeah, you're I was so like, good how at did... impressions? And then yeah. how did you, you like know. take walk-in? And then uh, was, I saw one like Jesse from Breaking Bad, right? Or Mark yeah. Wahlberg the other yeah, day. Yeah. So how did you start figuring out that you could do impressions that well? And then who'd like figuring out people that you wanted to to impersonate? Yeah, well, like I remember when I was at the beach, I was like probably eight years old and I have two older brothers, two older cousins, uh, and they're all big tough guys. And I remember like, I was always having to just try to make them laugh or, you know, I was always kind of like the goofy kid. Um, and I remember I was at the, I was at the beach and I did my impression of John Claude Van Damme when, like, when he's in the water, like in like blood sport and he's like, nah. <laughs> so I like kind of like threw the sand and I like pretended to, to like throw it in my face. And I was like, ah. and they just were howling, laughing. And they're like, that, that was exactly like him. And like, I remember like at eight, eight years old, I was like, wow, that's what it feels like to make someone laugh from impersonating someone. And then from then I was just always impersonating my teachers, my principals, getting in trouble a lot, being a class clown. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, 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 I kind of just found that I could kind of like watch someone right away um, and get like little ticks and little like, 
quirks that they have or little like, you know, face movements or the way their voice sounds. I could just kind of pick it up right away. I just Mm -hmm. have that kind of knack to do that. So like, yeah, like movies that I watch regularly or like, you know, like Goodfellas is something that I could just throw on all the time. So then I used to do a lot of Pesci and De Niro and, you know, cause those are all the common ones, right? Like everyone can kind of do a De Niro. I got to do this <laughs> in the face, <laughs> you know, like, and his little laugh. And, and so, yeah, like I, I just kind of, I kind of built it up and then it really didn't get like really good until la- like the last few years, like kind of like recent. I just, I don't know. It's like, I'm really like developing into, uh, yeah, more, more of a talent for impressions for like random celebrities now that I'm trying to pick up like, like, like Rami Malek. I only okay. started doing him a year ago and now it's like, he's, he's already pretty good too. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Like just his general or do you do it from like, was it Mr. Robot or like one of the movies yeah. he was in? Bond. I kind of, I kind of watch interviews. Um, I, I do a lot of, yeah, I watch a lot of interviews. Like I, I like to kind of impersonate who they really are. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's kind of my thing. And then, Sometimes I'll do like the caricature, like, like from the movie versions, like Stallone is usually always from the movie version mm-hmm. and like Walken is always from like his, all of his <laughs> movies he's done. I like, yeah. that, that's, that's why I could really do that one. But uh, yeah, with Rami Malek, it's just little things like, you know, his like <laughs> movement that he always He definitely has. seems like he has a very specific way he holds his face and like he's, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. it's funny because I think like, you know, you don't think that you're someone that you could impersonate, but of course each of us has our ticks, but like Rami uh-huh. Malik just is so, yeah. so specific. You know, he's always kind of smelling a flower. Mm. <laughs> smells really good. Yeah. I wonder if he knows that about himself. I mean, obviously like, you know, you've seen Natasha Leone. She's like on, you know, late night shows and she'll see like an impression of herself or who's the woman from Legally Blonde whose name I definitely oh, know. Reese, Reese Witherspoon? No, the older woman um, that everybody makes fun she of. She was just in White oh. Lotus. Mm-hmm. Oh, is she the one that kind of talks? Like, yeah, yeah, Jennifer Coolidge. It just yeah, came yeah, to my Coolidge. mind. I yeah, don't know yeah. why my brain was having a brain fart, but I feel like <laughs> she will watch it. And, you know, like when you watch an impression of yourself, do you go, oh, my God, that's totally me? Or like, you know, do they know that they're so specific? I'm so curious. <laughs> and well, as I a mean, flattering, I, too, yeah. I, would, I would assume it is, right? You get to that level and everybody's getting good impressions of you out there. Yeah. There's a guy on... There's a guy on social that I like who does a very good Jeff Goldblum. And I think he's oh, met yeah. Jeff quite a few times and he like is kind of becoming well known for that. And I think, you know, it must be yeah. so weird. Like if, if you or I, David got really like successful and then we met like an impressionist who was like doing us, like, <laughs> it's like, it's like those sketches you get in the park where they like over-exaggerate your nose and you're like, mm-hmm. wait, do I really sound like that? Do I look like that? <laughs> yeah. I, know. I know. I love that guy. He's great. He's so mm-hmm. good at Goldblum. Mm-hmm. I think is it Matt Friend or something? Yes, that is him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to him. Um, yeah. He he, I think he has a few more than sixty thousand followers now. Yeah, but, yeah, he's yeah. he's got a couple million. I think. <laughs> Plug in with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah. You're gonna get there. You got to do something with uh, with walking. So, how did you figure yeah. out you were good at walking? Because that is probably one of the hardest um, voices I would say to yeah. do to impersonate Christopher Walken. Yeah. Like I've. I've seen some, but I feel like you're the best I've ever seen. Mm, high <clears throat> that, praise, high praise. Well, it's hard that. to do. It's really hard to do to get his uh, his actual <laughs> voice down. So how did you yeah. figure yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. 
I know. See, a lot of people I find are very talented at it. Like, obviously, you know, the Kevin Pollack, Jay Moore, like those are kind of like the people who really kind of started it. Um, and and then, but it's just, it's all kind of one tone. People <laughs> like to do this a lot. When I kind of like, I, I have to incorporate his face movements. Like, you know, sometimes he kind of whispers, right? Like sometimes he talks a, a bit louder. Ah, whoa. Like it, it's oh, it's up and down, up and down, right? Uh, so, that's that's all the little things. That David's in about. heaven with oh, all this, by the way. No, it's because it's like I've tried to do it. I remember um, me, my roommate Corbin, and my buddy Wes we were driving. We were looking at apartments in North Hollywood, and we we're talking about the new Jungle Book that was coming out. And he played, he played like the voice of like a panther or something like that. Oh yeah. Really? And it was like the one time I did a decent halfway Christopher Walken. I was like. What are you doing in the woods? You're a boy, like that kind of like <laughs> there's perspective on why the boy was in the jungle. And then they're just geeking out. But and then I could never was able to replicate it ever again. You know, so like to be able to do it that good, and then you walk into the grocery store and some of your TikToks is so fucking funny. And I just sit yeah. there and geek out. And you're like, wow, like water, <laughs> like the vegetable. Yeah. He definitely <laughs> sent me your TikToks, and I was like, what the fuck? This guy is exactly the same like I find it hard to find the difference you know between yeah. between you but so have you ever had a chance to meet Christopher Walken uh, uh he was here in <laughs> yeah in Winnipeg of all places um filming a movie called like Percy versus... Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief no it, no, it was like it was like Percy Monsanto or, or something oh. like that I can't remember even what the heck the story was even about but uh yeah he was here filming a movie but I never actually got to work on that set again like, I, I never got to to meet him Bummer. yeah yeah he, he was just really a guy that kept to himself uh supposedly and and you know he's he's getting up there in age so mm. he is sense. he's getting older and i mean yeah i work for a high profile actor and i know that like you know at the end of the day the last thing i, I mean it depends you know like you might want to go socialize or whatever but yeah you're keeping you're keeping to yourself right like being on set all day is very very stressful yeah. yeah and i'm pretty sure he <laughs> he was known for eating people's lunches in oh, okay <laughs> in, out that of seems, the fridge that seems like an idiosyncrasy yeah. that i could understand yeah, yeah. Like a he would do thing that. To do. What are you gonna do? You're gonna say like, Chris, did you eat my fucking yeah. sandwich? Like, are you serious? No. And be like, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, I eat your fucking you're, sandwich. You're talking to me all wrong. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, he well, wasn't. He was in Severance. I was about to bring up Severance. Did you mm -hmm. see Severance, Jesse? Severance, the new Apple the Apple Plus? show. Oh no, no, I haven't seen that yet. It's he's really in, good. He's in that as well, and he's great. It's uh, I mean, he's. I don't think Christopher Walken can do a role and not be Christopher Walken, but this is a different side of Christopher Walken. I feel that we get, it's kind of like a, a sweeter, more tender sort of, you know, introverted side to him. Wouldn't you agree, David? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah well, you have to check somber. that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I wanted to ask about Canada and how you, I used to live in Toronto. I lived in Canada for almost six years. I was a permanent resident at one point. Love the country. So yeah. you're Canadian born and bred, right? How do you mm -hmm. find it living in Winnipeg? Obviously there are a lot of productions coming through town and like, how is the, the industry from your point of view where you are? Yeah, it's, um, Canada is a great place to live. I obviously, um, have a lot of pride for my country, but, um, yeah, for a while there, it was like, 
through the early 2000s to the mid 2000s it was kind of obviously like one show one or two shows a year kind of thing maybe one movie like like one horror movie and now it's really Winnipeg was kind of like the hallmark like hallmark and horror movies that's kind of mm-hmm. all it was hallmark and horror movies and then mm-hmm. the odd show and so now it's like crazy in the last 7 years it's just been just blooming so many more productions and because of the tax credit here is really good so like you know if a big production comes to Winnipeg they will you know if they're offered say like 20 million they'll get like an extra 6 million to work with yeah. just because of the tax credit here yeah so why a lot of you know production companies are coming here and working and it's really good you know it's giving me uh more of a career and you know kind of a side hustle because in Winnipeg, you know, you can't really be a steady, well, you can be a steady working actor, but like, that's like, I'm starting to become that now, but like, it's like slowly but surely, but it's, yeah, it's, um, it's good. It's good. But also now though, right. We got like, I can audition all across Canada cause I have an agent in Vancouver. So, it, you know, you can get flown around now. So yeah, it's pretty cool though. I love, I like Winnipeg, but I'm definitely, I was actually supposed to move out to Vancouver, uh, but then I got the show. So nice. Well, that's, that's awesome. Exciting. Yeah. Hey, you said you start shooting yeah, well, in soon, a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah already on um, next Monday, I'm already uh, starting to shoot and I got four days next week and then another day in July and then a couple more days in August. So it's kind of spread out what's that show about if you can talk about it yeah um i yeah i asked my producer he said yeah you can like give the name and just maybe like just a really brief description but he's like that's about it and i was like Mm -hmm. yeah hush hush yeah it's gonna be called safe haven um and it's like a cool like thriller is it is, is it an american show or is it a canadian show well they were i think they were supposed to film it in the states and then uh they decided to film it here okay so, but it's, i think it's gonna be on crackle so okay cool yeah, yeah. which um, joe Derte is on if you oh, want yeah. to watch it for free yeah joe yeah. Dur- joe Derte and joe Derte too he puts an e on it yeah i don't know <laughs> oh, i didn't know it's french I didn't know where to find it. I ended up finding it on um, Amazon in the U.S. Yeah, but, I did Amazon as well. Yeah. Okay, well, let's dive into it. Speaking of Derte. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, just careful to, it's just the microphone pot um, that you need to keep. So it's, oh, I just yeah. saw it was rubbing. It, it, you're like holding up. Yeah, whatever you want right, to do. Right. Make it comfortable. Okay. Um, so Joda. Okay, so I'm assuming both of you had seen it before. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay, because I was watching it and my partner was like, oh, my God, I love this movie in middle school. And I was like, I've never seen it before. Like, I don't (laughs) know what to expect, you know, and he was like, oh, my God. And he was like quoting things to me. And I was like, all right, settle down. Like, let me let me watch it. But was this something that you guys loved when you were growing up? Yes, this This is a highly quotable movie still to Mm -hmm. this day. And some of my friend groups and even when I meet new like movie buffs, you can just start throwing quotes out from this. Like uh, just this week, somebody in <clears throat> my day job texted something to our group chat about Joe Dirt. I was like, "Life's wow. a garden, life's a garden, dig it," something like that. So yeah, yeah, still getting randomly quoted today. Is that the same for you, Jesse? Do you feel like it's um something that you kind of grew up with? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like I remember Joe Dirt being very, very common, like with like my friends, because like I was. Yeah, 2001. Geez, I was pretty young. 
Like I was just looking like little kids. So um yeah. All right, I mean, no need to rub it in, okay? Just, <laughs> wow, you got two oldies know, over here. Right? Oh man, I know. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's always been kind of a funny uh one of those outrageous movies in the early two thousands, right? So I, mean, I wonder I, I just love Spade. Spade's awesome. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is great. I wonder if I was sheltered from this film because my parents were not like you know, religious or conservative. But for example, I wasn't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy because my mom and dad thought it was like gross and bad. Right. (laughs) So like, I have no idea about Ren and Stimpy. And then watching this movie for the first time, I feel like I was like, maybe my, my mom can be a little bit like, doesn't really tolerate like poop jokes, which obviously this film has a lot. Um, Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. He gets like shit all over his head. Yeah. That tank. I got the poo on me and the meteor (laughs) was a big thing of shit from an airplane yeah that's yeah. It's like really see to peanuts a dead giveaway yeah there's a lot of shit in it yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot i'm of really jokes. not for poop jokes i think they're uh low brow as you could <laughs> so say low brow you know I, exactly put me on a pedestal or whatever but it's just like <laughs> i'm a thinking humorist like, yeah like okay yeah. shit jokes okay <laughs> yeah yeah no it is, it is it's a lot done like okay like I laughed at some of these because he's literally just getting shit on constantly throughout this whole movie. And the biggest part of this he's, movie for me yeah. is that he's so positive all the way. Yeah. Life. He's getting shit on in a physical sense, like in a and, real sense. And then yes. like also, well, let's talk about that then because, um, that was the first thing that really jumped out at me. Okay. So obviously coming in fresh, have never seen this before. You see this guy pull up in this junk car. He's driving through LA, which for me is always a thrill when I like recognize the streets, David, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I was like, Oh, I know that street. I know where he's going. (laughs) And he pulls up and all the ladies are like waving to him. Like there's a sexual magnetism to this guy with a mullet, a a wig mullet. And he gets to the front gate and the, the security guard sasses the fuck out of him. I was like, first of all, how, dare you like you're a security guard and I, at first like i didn't know what was going on i thought he was like a radio dj because he's pulling into the radio station but i was like for me that really set the tone you've got the ladies love him and people are just being so mean to him from the jump it's so bizarre i didn't it threw me off in the beginning and then he changes and then he puts on his janitor's uniform and i was like okay but that's something that I feel like runs through this entire film is like the discussion of class and they constantly call him white trash. And it's like, you, you're telling me your hair grows in like that genetically white face. trash DNA. Yeah. Uh, and to your point, when you're doing the synopsis, Fred Wolf is actually the one that finds him in the studio. Mm-hmm. He like does like the audio engineer for Dennis Miller, that show that he's working on. And he's like, Holy shit. I come with me because he's just so in awe of the way Joe Dirt looks. Yeah. yeah. But um, do you think, okay, so I was watching this and as an adult, I'm like, wow, this is such an interesting, like classist movie. Do you think you picked up on that as a kid? Like, were you laughing along? They, they're like be- making fun of him for being poor and uneducated, essentially. Sorry to break down the comedy elements of it, but that's yeah. what we do. Did yeah. that, do you think as a kid, you guys picked up on those themes? Like, oh, this guy's funny because he's poor and he's got I feel like I feel like I did. But for me, 
I feel like because I was poor at one point in my life, you know, me, my mom, my brothers, and I always took more on the side of his positive mindset. My Mm -hmm. mom's the exact same way. You know, she went through a lot, has MS, and she's one of the most positive people in the world that I've that I've ever met. So like that kind of stuff sticks with me more than like the class divide in this because it, it ends a certain way that he does get everything that, Mm. um, you know, that he ever wanted, dreamed of, right? There's a quote about, um, all I got to do is keep being a good person. No matter what good things will come my way, everything's going to happen for me just as long as I never have no in my heart, right? So, and there's, there's times that's tested when he's staring up at the moon and he's like, that was the first time in my life I just didn't think I should get up. Mm. And then, but he does, he's thinking about Brandy staring at the moon, right? Um, how was what you make it? Uh, all, that, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, to, to your point, long-winded answer. <laughs> yes, I, I did see almost naked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. God damn, why? God damn, boy, what's wrong with you, man? Um, so <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that class, like everybody, every all his co-workers, every job he took, except for the nice old lady who killed her, you know, her husband. There were characters throughout that he connected yeah, yeah. with, like Clem, um, Christopher Walken's character. Yeah. And then like Adam Beach, who played Kicking Wing, was his mm-hmm. friend. Kicking Wing was his first, and he tells yeah. him, he's like, You're my first like friend. Uh, and like kick it when gives him a hug. Yeah. Still, yeah. still in the pre kind of the old, like 2001 still, you know, casting, uh, native Americans as the only, you know, as the native American role, like, you know, okay. Yeah. First of all, can I just say, I was so relieved that he was actually native American because mm-hmm. David and I yeah. have done so many of these movies and it's like shocking the amount of like people of like, Hispanic descent that they'll be like he's Native American you know like yeah as, as much as kicking wing is a kind of a silly name um fellow Winnipegger too actually. oh is he that actor because yeah. yeah. yeah, Jesse is actually you're uh you yeah, said I'm indigenous you're indigenous oh, very cool yeah, yeah so mm-hmm. I'm I'm Métis and Ojibwe which is like mixed Métis is like mixed ancestry um uh Métis is like uh, you know, the European settlers came over to Canada and met uh, all the, you know, Aboriginal people, right? The first First Nations people. And then yada, 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 right? It's kind of like, you know, uh, and then, yeah, that kind of like stemmed like the Métis people. And then uh, o- Ojibwe is like a type of like a tribe, like a, like an Aboriginal tribe that's here that was in the prairies, like the central and like Western part of um, yeah. So it, it is interesting. I'd love to hear your thought process on kicking wing, how he's portrayed, but also like I was watching what that 1983, it's like the prequel to Yellowstone, mm. right? I don't know if you 1883. I haven't, I um, haven't watched it, but I've seen the first season of Yellowstone and I, I yeah. loved it and I want to watch it. Is it good? Oh, they're, they're all great. But to my point, what I'm trying to get to is like the portrayal of Native Americans, especially in Hollywood. Right. And it's like the way the perspective of that story goes and i'm sitting there watching like oh my god these savages killed this this white family and i'm like wait a minute no fuck that like you guys are the actual villains yeah like <laughs> like stopping through their land right and just setting up shops yeah. so whatever happened to them but like the way it's portrayed in these stories especially in, in hollywood is that oh like these native americans like they killed this way and did that but yeah. if you look at the you know the flip savages. side of that it was exactly portrayed as savages yeah. this is their home that you are infiltrating on basically 
Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's what like you know we want we want indigenous actors and artists and filmmakers to be able to tell their stories and also just be casted as just you know the normal People. the lead or what's or, the show on FX uh, Reservation Dogs? Yeah, yeah, that, that show that, that that show's great, it. and those kids are awesome. Those are like great actors, and I yeah. feel like that's a lot of those uh, characters are probably that person's essence, right? Oh yeah, for that sure. And it's, it's very real. It's very, uh, it, it, it does, it does like really, um, showcase like the, like the res life and, you know, the culture and, and it, it, it's pretty cool. I do, I do love that show. And I think it's, I think it's great for, for the indigenous community, mm-hmm. but, but how yeah, about this I, portrayal? I, yeah, but for what kicking about, ways, yeah, exactly. how did Not you feel? About, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's funny. I think he's, you know, he's a, Good hearted guy. He's, you know, kind of his only friend. Um, you know, and 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 it's good that like they made Joe Dirt like connect with him and like actually like thank him and he had a little hug and he's like, that was a you know, an asexual hug and you know, like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I always laugh at that part. Yeah, like, because yeah. the last he just he wants everybody to know that he's not queer the entire yeah, film. But he mentions yeah, that it's several be, times. It's because that. people have been saying that like Dennis Miller is like, no, you're probably listening to this. He's like, Seeger, <laughs> no, you're probably listening to this. And then it shows a little kid like in like boots, which is it's yeah. fine either way, but like he's to, 2001. Exactly. The, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> putting somebody down to call them sissies or i don't i think this is a i think this is a cultural thing but i didn't understand like why he was selling fireworks on the side of the road that must be an american thing uh no there's everybody sells fireworks around thanksgiving in the u.s no just, but i mean like you can just drive up to a stall and buy fireworks mm-hmm. so like I don't, I don't know if you okay. saw like when we were in austin there's like firework signs um probably california is different yeah. because of all the fires we have right but um, mm-hmm. that's actually one of my favorite scenes. She's like, come on, man. You've got no lady fingers, fuzz busters, snicker bombs, church burns, finger bless, gut buzzers, zippity doodahs, <laughs> or crap flappers. You're going to stand there <laughs> owning a firework stand. Tell me you got no black cats, no room candles, screaming memes. <laughs> like, that's something me and my buddy. Are they all, are they, this is such a stupid question. Are they all real things? Uh, probably. Yeah, like lady fingers, probably, I know man, for sure. So yeah, so right now, and it's probably just a bunch of um, slang terms for different like fireworks, or, like, okay? Cherry bombs, like I know um, Roman candles for sure. Black cats, Roman candles, it? I've heard of. Yeah, black cats are firecrackers, just a brand of firecracker. I thought um, maybe he was just like make bottle like, rockets, probably screaming memes. You know, yeah. I thought he, I thought he was maybe just like making up stupid names, <laughs> and I I did giggle, but I was like, yeah. huh, like but what? Wisconsin, few like a month out before Fourth of July, they're everywhere. Stands are everywhere. Okay. Um, Austin or Texas, like I've seen them like year round. You can just go by. Yeah, I don't think you can do that in Australia, to be fair. I don't think maybe because we have such insane bushfires all over the country, but just like California. I, yeah, I don't don't think I've ever seen that. So, and then I was wondering if it was like a bad stereotype, but you're saying everybody. No, everybody slangs fireworks in the States. Slingity slangs. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Well, let's talk about something I touched on briefly. So there's a little bit of homophobia throughout this film. Very jarring, I think, to watch it for the first time, you know, as a, as an adult. Uh, I definitely uh, wrote down, you know, some of the things but it was mainly he was he kept like smacking his arms and being like he's like you think this is queer and like 
you know, basically like threatening to beat people up all the time. Well, that was a that was a running joke. It was when people threatened him, um, like mm-hmm. those teenagers when he had the uh, the shit meteor, and he's like, "Take this square, take this square." Um, and the first time it happened was at the radio station, and I forgot what he said. He's like, he's like microphone one, microphone two. He's like testing, yeah. testing, and he's just saying like he's not going to take shit. Everybody keeps fucking with him, and then he's always still got a positive attitude. Like when he gets in the fight at the um, oil rig or whatever, he said, luckily my neck broke my fall. Yeah. So he's always got that like positive spin to it, even though he just got his ass kicked. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the queer part there, there was a lot of that. Like you think a lot, this of, use of, a lot of the use of the F word, a lot of the use of the R word. Uh, what? I didn't hear the F word. Yeah. Like, not fuck. Oh yeah, but I I thought it was oh, just you, queer. Oh, I'm, I thought I I yeah. thought I wrote it down. Um, uh, but definitely calling people yeah. an R word. Um, but yeah, oh, things yeah. things that you don't <laughs> wouldn't do now in twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. 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 The R word I don't like to. I, I uh, I'm so glad that it's not used anymore. Yeah, mm. it's super. I mean, anything. I'm, David and I talk about this all the time. Like, you might be a little younger than us, Jesse, but like when I was in middle school, if something was bad, it was like, oh, that's so gay, you know, and that's. Yeah. Such a terrible thing because, and I'm I'm glad that we're you know past that now. But yeah, when you have something like this, I mean, yeah, definitely in 2001, they did not give a shit about no. calling things like that. Um, the yeah, other thing well, I wanted to, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just gonna say, like, I I was kind of uh, fortunate to to grow up with an uncle who's actually mentally challenged. So mm. yeah, whenever I, whenever I heard the R word growing up, I was like, oh, I just like it just hurts. Mm-hmm. kind of piercer and it was like every kid i knew would use it like just, just call you that right away casually yeah, yeah. That. and i'd be like man it's just so brutal like how are they just okay with saying that and then yeah but in so now in movies i don't really hear it that much it's good no yeah. but and then you watch something like this it's like yeah. ooh. but g- groups get voices right and they are heard. And then it's like, so you had that uncle. So you had someone that was close to you that you loved. And that's the way yeah. you felt that way because you knew somebody from that community. A lot of these, a lot yeah. of times, especially back then, but people, it wasn't as well known, especially like the queer talk and people weren't out yeah. as much or accepted as much. Um, so like people said that as like stupid or lame or like sissy. And now people have yeah. more and more people speak out against it and be like, Hey, that, actually is kind of fucked up so i think we're moving in the right direction but one of the main things we do on this podcast yeah is look at things like that and be like oh did that hell up or not really yeah yeah so yeah totally man so i have to call out something else that kind of disturbed me it was a very brief well two things really um i'll start with the funnier one uh when he thought he was fucking his sister that was <laughs> a lot <laughs> for someone who's never seen this film before i was like and then he like finds out she's not his sister and then he can't get it up and then she's like we can pretend and then he fucks her really hard again i was like oh my god um, <laughs> but please didn't he say he, he was kidding sister. yeah like he did ah! that for the show yeah he said he was kidding he said he was kidding said, yeah but yeah. then he on the second time he said he was kidding yeah yeah <laughs> but he still fucked her when he thought he, she might be a sister and yeah then, he's like yeah. i gotta say something 
Um, so that was kind of disturbing. And then the other thing that was really jarring, and I wonder if you guys even noticed it. So when he's with uh, Kick and Wing, they he trips over this like thing, and then at first he like imagines that it's an atom bomb, and then like he wakes up and he didn't actually blow them up. So that's good. That's good news because the movie would have ended there. Um, but they he straps himself to it, and they go to the bus rental or bus tour offices and then he's like got a hammer in his hand and he's like i'm he gonna do it i'm gonna lady. fucking do it he makes yeah. a lady show her so he yeah. basically sexually assaults a lady and by, then it's th- just a every- threat of blowing up everybody yeah show me your tits yeah. or i'm gonna blow it up and then he's like nice and all the guys in the room are like nice like i just felt that was gross no, that was that not was into it. yeah that was, was just so much pointless things that were put into it but at the time we thought it was so funny yeah, yeah. to but see it's a just- side boob I know, but just so degrading to women and just like how they glossed over it. Like Mm -hmm. it's so anyway, it just I was like I was down for a lot of the jokes, even the stuff that like have totally aged until that. I was like, uh, come on, guys. Come on. Even in 2001. Um, But I wanted to say something. Doesn't Jamie Presley look like Margot Robbie in this movie? For a A second, I was like. I was like, holy shit, is that Margot Robbie? And then I was doing like mental math in my head and I was like, there's no way. When she's got the glasses on at the um at the yeah. fair. Yeah. I was she is super confused. Total. Very, very beautiful woman. I will yes. say. Very beautiful. Yes. I mean, there's yeah. no there's no unattractive women in this. Brittany Daniel is really gorgeous. Like every single oh, yeah. woman he interacts with is like mm-hmm. ten out of ten, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're just attracted to his animal magnetism. That was never clear. And he's definitely wearing a stick on belly hair. Please tell me it's stick on. Oh belly yeah. Hair. And it's blowing in the wind when he's at mm-hmm. the, at the carnival. Carnival. Yeah. yeah. My little outlaw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's I don't know that I would be just falling over myself to fuck this guy, to be honest. Yeah, Not my type. Some, I don't know. He's got some charisma. Spade's yeah. got some charisma. No, but as Joe no. Dirt, come on, oh, as, yeah, Joe yeah. as Joe as Joe Dirt for with sure. With that mullet that's apparently fused into his head bones, because <laughs> yeah. his brain, yeah. little bit, little bit of my brain was shown. Yeah, I wonder if that's like, is that like legit? Like in Joe Dirt too? Like, do they see, do they see any of that? Like, like any of his brains they, stuff or no? Or I don't, th- I don't think so. I saw it. Um, I think I watched it on Crackle, but. Because at the end of this movie, he gets like the dreads. Yeah. And I think he goes back to his normal hair in Joe Dirt, too. Okay. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine how bad that wig would smell? It would just be. Oh, fucking, yeah. Fucking gross. gross. In Arizona, like hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like getting shit on it. He probably couldn't wash it properly, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I tried to Google it. Maybe this is again another American thing. He wears a shirt at, shirt at one point that says, I choked Linda Lovelace. Yeah. What what is that? I, I didn't have time to look that up, but that was on my list. I don't know who, did you find out who she was? Uh no, I mean I'm Googling the meaning of it right now. Do you know Jesse? I didn't I didn't catch that. It's, He's got like a red cut off shirt and it says like I choked. What's her name, Paris? Linda Lovelace. So apparently yeah. she was a female star of deep throating and wildly oh. renowned for the depth to which she could orally insert. So that makes sense. That's funny. So he's go. saying like his dick is so dick big is so that big. he choked her and she's like a specialist oh in that. So see, we're learning something new from Joe Dirt, which I've seen wow. probably 10 times. So many little <laughs> Easter eggy type things. Um, 
Yeah. So the other thing that obviously kind of stuck out to me was the stuff that had aged, like just purely because technology has like moved on. So, you know, they're at this radio station. I feel like nobody listens to the radio really anymore. I do because I have an older car and I just like toggle between stations. But like in this movie, there are groups of people at any given time huddled around a radio listening to this thing unfold and i just thought mm. wow that's so early 2000s like when was the last time you know you went to a barber or a hair salon and like the radio was on and everyone was like shh, shh, shh you know gotta listen to this listen, yeah that's yeah. uh that's a valid point i i feel like it's another movie we should do they um shit what is his name uh big tall guy out of new york that had a huge following on the radio, but, um, I, I'm the gross guy. I'm totally blanking. Yeah. Um, Howard and Stern. Howard Stern. Thank you. Okay. And yeah, like, Howard Stern, that, that yeah. movie too, kind of, as he's talking on the airwaves and that medium, then everybody's kind of listening in and that's how they shoot that, uh, like the movie about it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like a, yeah. a radio is not, not a spectacle anymore. Like we barely see movies together. Right. Cause we're all yeah. sitting at home in our individual but homes for a little bit. Okay. Those um, murder podcasts were getting popular. Right. True. And like the audio stories where actors would read. But would you, them. you wouldn't be like crowded around like a phone. To I mean, listen to a, you know, this is like, just- if, especially during COVID, maybe like if you're a family, <laughs> like that, maybe that's something you did with your, your kids or something. All right. Two chapters before we go to bed, let's all huddle around the Bluetooth speaker and listen to, uh, you know, I think my point, I think my point is that the, the era of like everybody experiencing something at the same time is mm-hmm. kind of done. And that because, was live. Yeah. Cause on, it was live. Yeah. And like, we just, and even like TV now, like I don't have cable, you know, I think I know. when, when we were, I mean, so we were here in LA, Jesse, during the black lives matter, um, protests and David oh, and I okay. live, David and I live like a couple blocks away from like a lot of where the protests were and we okay. would go down and like, but also we would watch it on the news and it would be like on these group texts, like, Oh my God, is everybody watching CNN right now? To be honest, I was watching it on YouTube, you know, yeah, again, I was, I was going to say like, like the YouTube live thing is yeah. kind of the, the way of every, that's of the only thing that I can now. think of. That's like a collective experience. Like for example, the January 6th thing where people went into the Congress and me a foreigner. I was like, what's happening? Is this happen every year? Like, how does it work? Uh, and people were like, no, this is big time weird and fucked up. So that was like the entire world slash nation, maybe like nine 11 people were watching that in real life at, the, at real time. But like, it's just so funny that in this movie, there's just like a random day on the radio and suddenly everybody's listening to it, you know, yeah, like a captivating story. Yeah. Just, (laughs) we just don't experience stuff together collectively anymore. I don't think, Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad, but I know, I mean, zoom, the zoom is like, it's really saved a lot of platforms and, and, and Mm -hmm. people like not being able to see each other through the pandemic, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it it still is, it still is not the same. I still, I still, I'm enjoying going to see people again in real life. Yeah. Going to the movies is fun. You know, obviously this week, and watch at home but it's so nice to mm-hmm. to watch stuff together with a group oh yeah yeah interaction face to face yeah what else um, stuck out to say, you guys about this movie yeah same. jesse what what else stuck out good bad ugly funny i mean i just love i love the walking stuff I yeah let's when, talk about the walking stuff I love when walking comes in or like when he when he gets introduced and <laughs> you don't really fully know like 
okay, is he, is he from New York city? Is he from Kansas? Right. Like, ah, uh, and, and, and I just, yeah. She I was love, shot six him. times. Yeah. New York city. I, I mean, she Kansas. Six times. <laughs> New York city. I mean, Kansas. <laughs> Her eyes were something azul, you know. <laughs> And so, okay, so for those that haven't seen the film, let's give a little context. So Christopher Walken plays a janitor in a school. Cool. David Spade's Clem. character, Clem, Joe Dirt, uh, David Spade's character, uh, gets a job there. And he, uh, Clem, uh, Christopher Walken, like accidentally saves these kids. First of all, how is a kid making mustard gas at school? That's just it's fucked up. It was an accident. Seems bad. Seems yeah. like a like the teacher should have been like don't do that you know what i mean he was standing right there but whatever semantics uh so christopher walken like is cleaning the whole way he sees himself in a reflection of a fire extinguisher he has like a little exchange he sees uh the classroom is smoking and he drags the kids and the teachers out and he saves them and basically yeah (laughs) feel free jump but yeah chris is here with us now which is great um again Stab in the face with a siren. <laughs> yeah. And then he says that Joe Dirt was the savior because obviously he doesn't want to get on the news and it's all going to plan until Joe holds up a picture of him and goes, it wasn't really me. It was this guy. And yeah. bit of, bada bing, bada boom. The bad guy's from New York. Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get all the people to praise, like all the kids yeah. to praise Joe Dirt. Yeah. No, it wasn't me. It was yeah, just no, Joe it wasn't Dirt. Me. It was Joe Dirt. <laughs> And yeah, his old, so it turns out he was in witness protection and his bad friends come to shoot him up. They think he dies. He doesn't die. Thank God. Can't kill Christopher. He was a mob Um, boss, mm -hmm. head of a crime family. And they, he, he snitched on him after they killed his wife in uh, New York, in Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. New York. I mean, Kansas. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Wow. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then he. And then he, we think he dies, but he's like, I got to get out of here. And then he comes back at the end with a new name. Do you guys remember the guy's name at the end? It's something oh, crazy. Yeah, right. It's not Clem. It's uh... it's like Olaf makes something rather. It's a crazy, <laughs> crazy name. But they all move back to the town that he always talks about, Silvertown. Yeah. There's this like p- picture postcard. You know, what's crazy is like he ends up there and he had this, uh, Joe Dirt's character, he had this whole, he was on the cover of Time Magazine. He goes on TRL with, what's that guy's name? He used to be in every single movie. Oh, sorry. Give me one second. It's, he changed it from Clem to Gert Beef Robe. Beef <laughs> Gert Beef Robe. Gert B, the letter B, Frobe. F-R-O-B-E. Oh, yeah. Frobe. I heard beef robe. No, Gert beef robe. Wow. It's Gert beef robe. Whoa. But, I'm sorry, Paris. What were you saying? No, it's okay. He goes on that that show, Carson Daly. Is that the guy? Oh, yeah. That's oh, him. Yep. Uh, no, uh, and TRL Live. And I really, I really feel like there was not an early 2000s movie where Carson didn't make like a guest appearance. You know, he was such a cultural icon, I think. So that's, that kind of is like the level of fame uh, Joe Dirt gets, right? He's on. And um, his parents, Joe Dirt's parents call in. And the first thing his mom says is like, how big's your Jimmy or something like that to uh, Carson Daly. (laughs) They're talk- yeah, they're like, maybe don't drink. Uh, happy hour yeah, starts early yeah. in California, huh? <laughs> but yeah, so it turns out, so it turns out his friend did find his parents. There's a whole bully thing, which is Kid Rock, which we haven't even touched on. But Kid Rock basically is trying to get with his best friend, Brandy. And then he goes to call back to the house or he goes to the house and she's like, 
his parents are dead, like, don't tell him. And then the guy tells him. And then it turns out they weren't dead. She was trying to protect him. And they're just pieces of shit who want him for his money and fame. Right. Mm. And they left him behind. Why did they leave him behind? Did we ever get to the bottom of that? Because they thought he was going to be fine. His yeah. parents, they yeah. just left him like, yeah, you're a, you're a cool little dude. You were, you were going to be all right. We knew you'd make it. So they're just, just yeah. dead. Child, child, yeah. child abandoned. Yeah. Anymore. And that's why they uh, named him Joe Dirt instead of Nonamaker. <laughs> oh, yeah, Nonamaker. <laughs> so, do we ever establish what happened to his sister? Because he had a sister. Ah, she's dead, probably. She's just somewhere else. Also, at the start, this is like jumping around wildly, but he gets lost at the Grand Canyon. He looks for his parents for a little bit. He walks around the Grand Canyon. Then he's like, "We got, I got put in foster care. I'm like, how hard did they look for this guy's parents that you just got put in foster care right away? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at different time, right? No Never, internet. You know, internet. Nobody was like, yeah updated um profiles on people and addresses so yeah i mean you could go to a criminal sketch artist but you yeah. might get a little high and accidentally uh and he forgot what his surname was like mm-hmm. uh the family name because he was mm-hmm. just joe dirt so maybe the caretakers were looking for dirts and right, they were nut makers that's true yeah looking for nut makers <laughs> yes well that's kind of the whole movie. I mean, it's got a happy ending. He realizes that he didn't need to find his parents to find his home. Mm-hmm. He found it. He built it himself with his friends, with Kicking Wing and Brandy and Joe B. Frobe. No, what's his name? Gert B. Frobe. Gert B. Frobe. And, and then the woman and the woman from the Gator Park, who I forget. Homes Way Mike. <laughs> the, the, the girl from the, the Gator Park, who's a friend, who gets like her two of her fingers bitten off by one of the alligators. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, right. I Jesus, haven't so seen much in that movie. Yeah, you're waiting to see that that spinoff with just uh, her and Gert B. Yeah, yeah. Girl, I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. I'd the shit out. It's also that. John, uh, John Farley's also in this movie. He was the cop um, after oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. after Clem got shot. Yeah, that's uh, Chris Farley's little yeah. brother. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he made all the appearances in those Happy Madison productions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, this was this was one of those. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely had a Happy Madison vibe. I mean, earlier Happy Madison now because you know um, he's doing serious stuff now. Adam Sandler, he's doing yeah. Uncut yeah. Gems and Hustle. You know? Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. <laughs> well, okay, so that's the movie. So we we. <laughs> Do need to figure out, you know, all the things and blah, blah, blah. But I, I want to talk to Jesse a little bit before we end this episode and just like hear about, you know, what your sort of trajectory is going to look like. So you're doing this show. Um, you'll keep doing the, doing the impressions. And then what's the plan? Like, are you hoping to, you said you've got an agent uh, and you mentioned, you know, wanting to go on SNL. Are you going to, you know, try to come down to LA? Like, what is the game plan? That would be super cool. I've always thought about it. I I've never been to LA yet, though. I've I've just been to New to New York, uh, in New York City, um, and I, I I I love New York a lot. Um, it's so like inspiring being there and so like artsy vibe. But um, yeah, I mean LA would be really cool to go uh, to go down there and kind of visit. But as far as acting for now, I think uh, I'm doing pretty well here. I got some you know some shows on the way. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna keep on doing the, the TikToks, and then I got this course I'm doing and I eventually want to write a, a feature film and, uh, write and nice. direct it. So I nice. got some ideas kicking and, and some scripts that I'm already starting to write it. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just going to keep on doing 
doing, doing my thing and hopefully maybe, yeah, get down there and audition for SNL or, or, you know, that'd be amazing. Yeah. It happened from TikTok, right? It's pretty crazy. It exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple yeah. people got on SNL by skits and stuff like that. Well, Chloe Feynman definitely yeah. was like an impressionist mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about like the TikTok? There's been some chatter online, Jesse, about like, you know, the last movie star and like TikTok and, you know, creating your own stuff instead of like going to like studios and blah, blah, blah. Do you have an opinion, obviously, as a TikToker? Well, it's kind of funny because there's like a lot of, um, a lot of people that are commenting, like they want to see, they want to see this as like a series on like a TV show network or something like that. And I'm like thinking, yeah, that's totally doable. Um, I started to do TikToks because yeah, it's kind of just an avenue for me to showcase my silly side. Like it kind of keeps me sane, which is kind of funny because it's just like, I, I have all the, I have this really creative mind and like this goofy, goofy mind. So it's like, I always have to think of funny ideas and it's, yeah, it's definitely the new age. You know, you could just grab a camera and you can get out there and you can just film anything that you want to do. Like if you have a story to tell, you can tell your story now um, just with the click of a button. So it's pretty cool. And um, yeah, I'm really honored to be doing this now. Like I, yeah. kinda, I feel really grateful that it's like, we're kind of in this time now. Do um, you film everything on your phone? Um, I have a camera that I also use for like, if I want to do YouTube videos, but mm-hmm. I haven't done YouTube in a couple of years. Like my brother and I used to have our own YouTube channel and that was pretty awesome. We were doing a lot of like comedy sketches. Um, but TikTok, yeah, it's just, it's just on my phone. It's so easy. I could just do it like wherever I want, right. Walking, shopping, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's blowing up. So it's like, I might as yeah. well keep going. I might as well keep going with it. As you should. I haven't really uh, explored TikTok too much because, as you can tell, I'm an old lady kind of. But uh, did you find it hard? Did you find it hard to navigate when you first started? Yeah, because I first started during COVID. Mm -hmm. So like when COVID kind of just hit, like I was kind of got into it a little bit. I was doing some of the trending ideas. Um, My partner at at the time was also kind of getting into it, so we were both kind of like learning about it, and then. yeah, a couple of my videos took off, kind of like hit like a viral stage and then got me to like around 3000 followers. And then just after that, it's kind of stopped doing videos for some reason. I kind of just like lost the mojo. And then mm-hmm. it wasn't until just like two and a half months ago or three months ago, I got this idea to do the the Voldemort uh, <laughs> uh, one like like idea with all the different impressions. Mm. Can you give and, us a little taste for the podcast? Yeah, so for like Jimmy Fallon, I was going like, <laughs> "Hey, all right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show for you tonight. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so great." And uh, Harry Potter, the boy who lived, <laughs> the boy who lived, come to die. So that'd be my Jimmy Fallon. I was doing like Rogan. (laughs) Harry Potter, the boy who lived. Come to die. At Radicadabra. That'd be like um, Rogan. Uh, If I was doing walking, I'd be like, hey, Harry Potter, the boy who lives. Come to die. Radicadabra. If I was doing Aaron Paul, I'd be like, Harry Potter, the boy who lives. Come to die, bitch. <laughs> uh, and um, who else can I do? Um, um, Mark Wahlberg. Harry Potter. Boy who lived. He come to die. He come to die. Screw you. Screw you too, asshole. 
<laughs> and that so is that one of the videos that kind of like blew up <laughs> and went like that's, more viral and that's been a trend uh, yeah okay. yeah that's been a trend yeah. and so like those are just a few of the ones that i could do but like yeah it's it's funny when you got to do them like on the on, on the spot it's it's definitely different than doing yeah. it in front of my camera like mm-hmm. practicing and stuff so you got to get used to that but yeah no that's cool <laughs> yeah that's so yeah. sick um and what would you say to someone that was like thinking of jumping into tiktok and you know wants to get sixty thousand followers <laughs> you just um, click your fingers like that and it just happens right it's just like so easy <laughs> well i mean yeah like you, you really got to do uh, what's closest to your heart and what's going to really make you want to make a video every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is good to kind of go a little niche or, um, niche, however you guys say it. I say niche, but some uh, yeah. people say niche and they're yeah, wrong. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, I, I think it's really, that is also important kind of like pick, pick a really specific kind of topic or like a way of doing things. Like if you're going to be just a random comedy guy, go hard with the random comedy guy, but then do a lot of the, the trending ideas. Um, for me, it's you know, right. It's impressions. So it's like, I, that's, that's what I'm going with. That's what's got me like pretty high now in, in, in followers. So like, that's what I'm going to keep going with um, and see where that takes me. So yeah, I would say just kind of go with, go with your gut, go with uh, what kind of makes you the happiest to, to post every day. Mm-hmm. And is that part of it? Like consistency every single day, you have to do it without fail. Yeah. So like, I was talking to a guy recently that like manages like big TikTok creators and some of them are making like a killing. Um, and it's just like, they, they literally got to post like three to four a day. Jesus. Yeah. So how much, so they're creating like constantly then. Yeah. Like I'm, I try to post two to three a day. Is this your full-time job or do you have a day job as well? Uh, no, no, no. I, it's not a full-time job yet. I don't, I, I mm-hmm. mean, it, it could be eventually, you know, maybe within the next few months or so, like That's if, I great. Could, if I really keep producing a lot of content yeah. Um, and, and, and it, I, it could just grow, but even I, it's hard, man, being a Canadian TikToker, it's, 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 it's different. Um, I don't think we get like a certain fund or certain, I don't know. I, I, I haven't learned too much about it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that'll, if that'll happen anytime soon, but that'd, that'd be cool. Eventually. It yeah. will be. And then uh, one final question for you, and then we will start to wrap this shit up. But how do you edit your videos? For TikTok, I just uh, usually like if I'm doing like a POV style, like a video of like Steve-O, like talking to Christopher Walken or something like that, then I I literally just like, well, film me this way doing Steve-O and then... And then I'll film me on this side doing doing like walking. And then I just kind of hold the button and then that's kind of how I you do don't even editing. you don't even have to go into like a program to do it right so you're no. just doing it in the app tiktok has like all of that built in which is crazy <laughs> yeah yeah i literally just do it from like pressing my finger and then just changing the the angles or i like i set it up and then i and then in the effects i usually put like the picture of which guy i'm doing Mm-hmm. or like which character I'm doing and I'll put the picture on like the very side of it. And then, but again, you can do that in the app, right? You're not yeah, like, it's opening only, up. Yeah. see, that's, what's so interesting about like content creators now. Like it used to be that you needed all this software that was sometimes like really cost prohibitive or equipment. And I think that's, what's got like older, like, you know, gatekeepers mm-hmm. in this business kind of concerned because now you can just do it. Like you just showed us with your hand, like both sides. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it's it's also good though because I I do know editing so I can make mm. I can still make um, uh, videos where like say if I like write a script 
then mm-hmm. then then I'll actually film with my camera like upside down like my DSLR mm-hmm. and I'll kind of say all the lines in my script on the one character and then my other character um, I'll say all the, all the lines and then I'll actually cut it together. Hmm. So nice. then I'll like import that into my phone. That's cool. Yeah. Well, guys, it's, it's the point in the podcast where we need to shout out somebody from the cast or crew. David, Absolutely. would you like to go first? <clears throat> yes. Yes, I would. I went with Ralph M. Avalos and he did hair on this movie. Um, He's got about 35 credits in the makeup department. It looks like he's worked with the Happy Productions a little bit because he worked on Hubie Halloween. He was a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. Um, Netflix in general. I did watch that actually and it was cute. I I thought it was cute too. Uh The Kaminsky Method. um, Great show. Yeah. Californication, The Lincoln Lawyer. So I thought... um, one of the things that's iconic for this movie and that everybody kind of recognizes is the haircut that Joe Derte has. Totally. So I think with that, um, he really put his mark on this movie and the hair is like its own character. So mm-hmm. Ralph M. Avalos, we see you and we appreciate you. <laughs> nice. We see you and we appreciate you, buddy. Who have you got, Jesse? I was looking at the... Um, casting (laughs) yeah casting was great absolutely yeah so the casting director and where the heck i just had it casting by roger musenden okay um and i guess yeah a lot of like the like click get smart x-men okay so yeah he's been on obviously some pretty big stuff yeah the casting was excellent i think this crew you know we didn't really talk about the diversity too much it was very white but you know shout out to having a indigenous yeah. person but i think that the com- the comedy actors were you know great in this so it was a good good team they had sure. so that's great so what was his name yeah. again say it one more time roger masenden Roger, Roger, we see you and see we appreciate, we appreciate you. you. What do you got, Paris? I went art direction because I think I was looking at this film and I was thinking like, man, inside some of those cabins and stuff, like his sister slash not sister's cabin was like so interesting. And then like all the different houses of the foster home, it's like the old lady whose dog like humped him and he was like, can you get him off me? And she's like, he'll be done when he's finished. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that was great. The art direction was fantastic. So um, Alan has worked on things like the hum hunger games the do-over murder mystery click so hustle i feel like he is maybe the guy that you know adam sandler comes to because i'm looking at all these titles and i feel like he was in sandy wexler like father of the year all of these adam sandler movies ridiculous six so alan we see you and we appreciate you appreciate you alan So now this is the last part, but before we do that, we'll do your socials. Can you just say into the microphone, all your socials so people can find you, Jesse? Sure. So my Instagram is at the real J Nobes. Um, it's the J Nobes, like N O B E S. And then my TikTok is at the Jesse Meister. And we'll put these in the show notes too, mm-hmm. but everybody go follow, see the walking. Follow Jesse. You know, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that, is that our special guest? Holy shit. Christopher Walken himself. Hi. Ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. Christopher wow. Walken. Wow. Thank, Thank you so much yeah, for coming. For stopping by. Do you mind if we just ask you a few questions about, about the movie? Of course. Yeah. That's why I'm here. <laughs> David, you go. Yeah, Chris. Like, So how did you prepare for Clem's character, being a mob boss and all that stuff? 
Well, I had to go to an actual school and be a real janitor. And I had to learn from being a janitor. I had to actually, you know, clean up a lot of messes. And I just thought, well, if I'm going to be in this movie, I might as well get a, get down to the nitty gritty. Ooh. So like, so woo, indeed, woo, indeed. So like method, you were very method for this one. Very method. <laughs> I had to go and live in Kansas. Yeah. I mean, New York City. <laughs> No, Kansas. Uh, Kansas, Kansas, yeah, that's right. How that's was right. it working with David Spade? I mean, it was great. He had a really long, weird haircut, but that's what I loved about him. He's, he's a very, you know, short guy. You know, he's, he's a cute little fella, and he's a damn good actor. I'd be damned. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to work with him again. Whoa. 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 Oh, indeed. Um, you guys talked a lot about, like, uh, like Silvertown, right? So what, where did you go like in your soul, in your essence to like make the, make the audience feel like Silvertown was that great and that you really wanted to be there? I mean, Silvertown has, has got a lot of great people. <laughs> I mean, you know, you walk down the streets and everything's silver. It's all so blooming, <laughs> sparkling. Hey, you know, mm-hmm. and there's someone on the street that always says, Hey, and you got to say, Hey, back. Great. <laughs> Friendly people. So good. Yeah. Love that. Well, Christopher, we just absolutely loved you having you on the podcast. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much for joining us um, and for sharing the spotlight with our other guest, uh, Jesse Nobis. Uh, So we're going to invite him back to the microphone now. Um, And it's time for us to decide whether the film has aged like milk or not. Uh, So Jesse's back with us now. So David, you you kick us off. Yeah. Well, first of all, what a treat that was. I know. That was a treat. Wow. That's like Special. the first actual like star of a movie that we've ever had on this podcast. Uh, I think you'll find we've had some acting stars. I feel like Lee Shorten would be like, I'm a star. Lee Shorten, true. We've had, we've had a couple, but I mean. But that was a pretty high catalog, profile. Exactly. Yeah. For the catalog yes. that Chris has. And mm-hmm. I'm going to call him Chris now because he's been on the podcast. We're friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. deeply, deeply att- attached to one another. Exactly. Good. Yeah. All right. So... I'm going to say this movie did age a little bit, right? We talked about you know, using the R word or mm-hmm. um, all the queer th- queer talk as like being a negative, right? Uh, recently, we had another podcast on Dodgeball. So I got to keep it consistent as I do. But um, I really think, so I, I think this movie aged a little bit, um, but I really do think this movie has such good positive messaging that it's like, it's hard for me to say that because I'm still going to, my takeaways from this movie is, life's a garden dig it right perseverance yeah. having that such a positive mindset where like all right i'm keep getting knocked down keep getting knocked down keep getting knocked down i'm gonna keep getting up and keep pursuing my dream being a good person and caring about other people he this is like the hero's journey basically this follows along and he keeps getting knocked down he's meeting people throughout and perseverance and he succeeds at the end. So that's the biggest takeaway for me for this movie. But a couple little things could be could be updated that you don't really necessarily need to get that joke across, right? Uh, diminishing a couple different groups. But besides that, I, I do love this movie. And I quote it all the time. And like I said, I can't talk enough about like the positive messaging behind it. Exactly. What do you no. think, Jesse? How do you feel? <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, definitely there's a lot of like terminology and like terms that were, you know, obviously outdated, um, that are, aren't really used anymore, but 
aside from that, man, it, it's a happy Madison production. You got to kind of expect that that's, that stuff's going to happen. And, and um, those older movies are, it's iconic. It's an iconic movie. I, I grew up with it. And yeah, so it's close to my heart. I think it's great. I don't think it's really like aged like milk, but it's definitely aged in those little things that I mentioned. But well, a couple chunks in yeah, the milk. All in all, it's a fun movie. Yeah. I'm gonna say this movie is dirt milk, and <laughs> I wouldn't drink it voluntarily. But if I was dying in a, in a forest or in a desert or at the Grand Canyon, I would totally drink it. I guess to survive. I do think there's comedic elements to it. I was not thrilled by the portrayal of women in this, which we didn't really get into, but I was like, I don't want to talk for an hour about how, you know, they make women basically sex objects. So I'm glad we talked about what we talked about. I think the diversity definitely wasn't there considering how large the cast was, but I'm glad again that they had a kicking wing in there, even though I'm still on the fence if that's like an offensive uh, character name or not. Um, just something off about it. But yeah, I think, uh, I do think there are some nice themes in it, which you did touch on David. And I think, you know, as a class discussion, I think we all could be better about grouping people into a certain category and saying, oh, you're white trash or a redneck, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because as we saw in Joe Dirt's character, people contain multitudes, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can be not very educated. It's not your fault or whatever. And uh, he wanted to be better every single time, which is something that I appreciate and he always wanted to be kind to others except the people that wanted to fight him but even then he was still like okay love you like or the or the lady he made show show the boobs but yeah <laughs> and then we didn't even talk about the guy that had him in a had him in a pit and was kind of like it puts the lotion oh, on its skin buffalo bob yeah we yeah. didn't really talk about and even that he was like wasn't that mad at him he was like yay my auto trader which was his favorite magazine yeah but, yeah so yeah the I'm with you. The talk of like lots of homophobia, like or at least like the terms uh, mm -hmm. being used in the incorrect way, which is not cool. So for me, it's dirt milk. So okay. you guys can have your chunky milk and drink it and <laughs> yum. I'll I'll sit out. You know, yeah. not for me, All not day. to my taste. That's why we yeah. why we do this, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did want to say um thank you so much to Christopher Walken, of course, for joining us and also Jesse Nobis. Um you now have two fans and friends in LA. And if you mm -hmm. do make the pilgrimage down here to, you know, do that acting thing, which so many others have done before, yeah. you know that we're here and we would love to see you and get a drink oh, and have you back good. on. Yeah, yeah. man. Awesome. Yeah. Us Keep us posted and also let us know when you hit a hundred thousand uh yeah. followers on TikTok. I feel like this podcast is just like gonna get you there, you know, it's gonna put yeah. you over the edge. Because <laughs> uh everyone counts. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, it's, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. It's been a pleasure being on this podcast with you guys and <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it'd be fun. funny. It'd be funny if he actually like lost followers for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck <laughs> that guy. No way. Give a reason why. That podcast on, sucks. Yeah. yeah. On TikTok. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we want to keep in touch as well and let us know how the, how the show goes. We'll definitely watch and support. But for now, that's it. David, you should go ahead and just check your fridge. Make sure that milk ain't spoiled. It's gross milk is <laughs> gross. That's our podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye guys. Can I get a wow? Wow. Hey! <laughs> Damn.